Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey guys! I just got done opening all the beers for the show. You did? You look thirsty. I kind of did. Okay, cool. And that's Wells. And you did some fun stuff. What did you do? Oh god, it's that time oh, he's where he's jumping I... in dry, isn't he? So, a uh, few weeks back, took a little trip down to Charleston to see fish. Uh, made it two of the three nights, but while I was down there, decided to hit up uh, Westbrook for their Mexican cake release. And you village. had to mortgage your house to buy Oh, don't even talk to me about my <laughs> I, I noticed house. there wasn't any Mexican cake brought here. I mean, because no, I remember but- you giving me hell about not bringing any up all night, and yet... That you know, like that was my story last time, and now your story is Mexican cake, and you didn't bring any either. Hmm. I mean, I'm assuming the Mexican cake barrel aged offerings are going to be a little more shelf stable than the hazy IPAs that I brought. Yeah, you're, you're right. I know. He right. He right. He I know. Right. He I right. So how was it? And I mean, in case people are new, this isn't like a bottle share release right it's just it's a, a hell to the no bottle share like don't bring them uh these are ticketed events uh, if you want package so the good news is like you get on you know you have a span you know, time frame to order your beer mm-hmm. online and that's like for your bottles oh okay but if you want to like go show up they've got vintages of like different Mexican cake variants and other like things from the cellar. So quick question on yeah. that. Are they the normal rack rates that they charge for their vintages? So it's been a couple of years since I've been at Westbrook. And what struck me was the, everything you see on their packaging for especially Mexican cake says, don't age these, but you go to the tap room and they're like, Oh, and Hey, by the way, we've got a three-year-old tequila barrel version. It's $70 a bottle now. Which, it's their right to charge what they want to charge, but it just seemed yeah. kind of disingenuous to tell everybody that they're not allowed or that they shouldn't, you know, sit on any bottles while they in turn did the same. But so my question was, what were they? Were the prices outlandish for the vintages? Or were um, they? it was all eight dollars an eight ounce pour, that's I believe. Not, that's for not, that's not bad. That's not I mean, bad at it's, all. It's, not it's, bad at all. It's across the board. They had like a double vanilla swirl variant. Ooh. They had their, you know, like their four variants that were on tap. They had some tequila barrel age that you mentioned, sure. some red one barrel age, but they kept their prices uniform. That's nice. Kind of depending on the the thing, and it was all just, you know, two lines to be in. Kind of sucked, especially after dancing my little butt off on Friday night. And the last thing I want to be is waiting in line on a Saturday. Like, mm. all right. So, but dumb fish. Question, I could, I could it, be at my brother's house watching The Simpsons. Dumb question. Since it's a ticketed event, did you really have to wait in line? Like, I have no idea how oh, this. No, works. no, no. It, no, I didn't have to wait in okay. line. But you had you had to wait in line for drafts. I could okay. have okay. bought, and I did pre-purchase my allotments those were guaranteed for the bottles okay so i could have just shown up grabbed my bottles and gotten the fuck home if gotcha if i really didn't feel like it which okay was a little tempting um but otherwise it was just a. I showed up i damn i just drank well for three hours and went back for a little nap cool what else 
besides the Westbrook. Oh, that, that was that was one weekend, and then the weekend <laughs> following, I decided to go to uh, decided. Let's go to Richmond, like, like you do, like you do, like, RVA, like you do. So celebrating a uh, one year with the girl. Oh, nice! Oh, hey, congratulations. congratulations. So this was you know we're we're both. Oh, they into, broke up, by the way. <laughs> we're we're both into beer and. You know, as of this trip, we crossed 50 brewery visits together. Oh, nice. I know. Right. That's so, cute. Well, Life goals. <laughs> didn't hurt. Are any, we, any uh, duplicates there? No. Okay. I, what do you mean duplicates? Like, you well, like, like you go, like you have your places in town you like to go to frequently. I didn't know if that counted in the, it was like a total number of breweries or it's definitely distinct, discrete breweries. Distinct. Awesome. Breweries that's, fan, that's if, fantastic. Because if we only went to like heist once. Wow, it doesn't count for shit. Anyway, so definitely tour Richmond, a new asshole. Okay, or, or at least that's what. Or it tour you a new asshole. Both. Okay. That's what the billboard said on the way out of town. It was. A, thank you for leaving Wells. Now we can th- heal. Th- th- thank you for coming to Flat Asheville. Yeah. Yeah. No wait, that's Tennessee. That that was Chattanooga. <laughs> yeah. Um. So really, where uh, where'd you go, in Richmond? Oh, okay. So. It was my first uh, time taking a dog into a dog-friendly hotel, so Penny traveled. Oh, okay. Her, her Did you first, stay at a loft? Uh, no, we stayed at like just a extended stay, whatever. But okay, it had great field position for what we were trying to do. It was perfect. Awesome. If you if you ever want a bougie experience with nah, your dog, do no, a loft because no, they fucking really. like bring in dog food and treats for your dog. Well, yeah, they'll fucking walk so your dog for I. you. Ooh, the walking would have been good. Yeah. No, Sorry. we went to the answer, uh, Mekong, which is a, an associated Vietnamese restaurant that that was our dinner on Friday night. Uh, Strange Ways, Hardywood, uh, Blackthorn Meadery, Triple Crossing, The Veil. I already said the answer. I, I did go back to the answer. I mean... It why wouldn't was, you? Why would I? I don't know because I didn't manage to try all their menu the first time. Yeah, they're amazing. Like you want to talk about the place in Richmond? If I'm going to make a stop through, it's them. <laughs> Holy crap! My wow. answer just ruled. It, it is crazy to me when you look at Virginia and how many like big swing and dick breweries are up in that area. Like it's nuts and. Stone has their big production facility over there. I went through a few years ago, brought some beer onto the show. We did not make it over this time. I I just didn't see what the big whoop was then, and I will reserve judgment until I get a chance to go back. But um holy cow, like I in in beer circles you hear a lot about Richmond. Yep. I get it. I fully, fully get it. Like, so does Richmond top Asheville or Charlotte? <sighs> okay. Fewer breweries, better qualities. Okay. So. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. It's, it's, so you're saying we should go to Richmond. Yeah, I really am. I think he said that multiple times already. Yeah. Like. I had a great time. We are very much looking forward to going back. That was a sick trip. There are some 
great little breweries pulling out some really awesome stuff. But I mean, also just to be able to pick up crowers of juice and bring them back to Charlotte for bottle share last night was, that was a lot of fun too. Good times. I mean, are the, I guess my big question is, are the brewery laws all that different in Virginia? Like, why, like, Stone moving there, and then you've got a lot of these kind of big names. What is it about Virginia that made that happen? I mean, I think Stone moving there, they're in Richmond. They're in a port city. Mm -hmm. They're not too far away from D.C. They're off I-95, not too far away from 85. I mean, it's a logistical. Oh, with a. It's convenient. It's like your hotel. Yeah, it's a, it's a water source uh, nearby too. Like with the river running through the city, like that was a, a geographic benefit for for Stone to move there. I, I don't think Charlotte had. I mean, do you remember us talking way back in the day about Stone potentially moving to Charlotte? Yeah, right. No, I mean Richmond. May now that I've been there, it makes more sense. And well, this is not what. There was not the Richmond beer scene then as there is now. Yeah. Yeah. Being two and a half hours away from DC has to be a huge draw. Could be. But, but damn, that was, that was a ton of fun. So nice. Huge two thumbs up for Richmond. Perhaps maybe I, we should make a Richmond trip at some point. I'm just, I mean like put it on the list, right? Right. I, I thought, Dark Lord Day was first on your list, but it is, it is still to this day. We we need to start planning once we roll over to twenty twenty. We just yes. need to start planning that. Yep, out. yep, hundred percent. And I already have like five other trips too, so twenty twenty is going to be an expensive year. Or yeah, so, well, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry that I missed out on some local offerings, but yeah, no, that sounds like a lot. Celebrating the anniversary yeah. with you know your you know fiftieth beer visit, like, yeah, cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you remember us talking, I don't know, it feels like five or six episodes ago about Boulder Beer. Yes. They were done. They're going to shut down. They were, well, I mean, not really shut down, but they were going to start stop distribution nationwide. They were just going to focus on their local market. Well, somebody has come in to save them. Save the day? To save the day. Is it, uh, is it, is it another private equity firm? No, not really. It's just a, another brewery that's oh, okay, cool. going to help them. Do their distro, so. And what? <clears throat> so okay, go ahead. Sorry. Here it, we talked headlines. Did you guys notice the headline on this? Boulder Beer Sleeping Giant Partnership Amp. Just weeks from ending distribution, America's oldest craft oldest craft brewery. Yeah. Bingo. That's yingling. Yeah. I was like, huh? Um, oldest craft brewery. And I thought Anchor was. Kind of fucking old, too. Well, is it... So, like, if you want to, like, discount Yingling because, you know, it's quasi-craft, whatever, and then you want to hey. remove Anchor because they're owned by somebody else now, I mean, does that then, like... At some point, like, seniority ranks up, right? <clears throat> Maybe you're right. Maybe they are technically... The oldest, but... Not that it really matters. Is it? Like, not like anybody's reading this going, no, really, they're the third oldest at this point. I'm not going to read this article. But as we were talking about in the last show, too, it's another story about legacy brands not necessarily finding their footing in modern times. Yeah. Not to be confused with modern times. Not to be who confused. has figured out how to. But, yeah, there, there you go. They're alive. They're, they're not dead yet. Not but quite dead. 
it's another one of those that I would not be surprised within a couple of years if they sell. So they are now a sleeping giant. I've never heard of them. I haven't either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a whole lot of uh, companies. Best uh, Boulder Beer, their best-selling products: Shake Chocolate Porter, Moho IPA, Buffalo Gold, Hazen Infused Pale, Spaceman Double IPA, and Dew East New England Style IPA. The oldest brewery out there, oldest craft brewery, allegedly, 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 doing a New England style IPA because that's what they're known for. That's just it. Just goes to show like how big of a trend that really is. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So Sleeping Giant is going to brew the beer for Boulder that will be distributed throughout Colorado and the United States and will ship and promote them. So I wonder, this feels a lot like what Foothills did with Carolina Brewery. Yes. Where, you know, it was basically like, yeah, you're kind of still your own label, but we're kind of doing all of it. And, you know, there's a financial agreement. You get to persist, but to what end? Without knowing fully all the uh, details about either of those arrangements that does sound at least on the surface similar. Yeah. So, or as uh, the sleeping giants founder said, quote, it's an amazing opportunity on multiple levels. And in, in that I don't have to close, I get paid. I might still get paid as they distribute my brewery or my beer money, please. No, this is the, the quote from uh, the buyer. Oh, oh, my bad. So yeah, Still. more like more like my money, please. Yeah. So there we go. Boulder beer not dead yet. <laughs> They're on the cart, but just not dead yet. Congratulations. I'm not dead yet. I not quite filed, dead. File this away. In, I feel happy. You know, 2021. Assuming we're all dead after the next election, we'll be fine. <sighs> so. God. I'm going to move into the next article. And so like, you know, I am notoriously, I, I get, I get so angry about breweries that clearly use stupid names and stupid labels. You do. I, it just like, to me, there's, there's no excuse for it. There's literally no excuse. And so I, I, I waffle back and forth about whether to, you know, in a righteous fury, do I call them on the carpet or am I just doing exactly what they wanted and giving them publicity where it's not due? Mm-hmm. What we could do is not mention this brewery by name. Okay. So there's a Charlotte brewery and it's one that we've talked about several times on this show for several different reasons. And so help me, they decided to put out a Christmas beer with a label that kind of looks like a Christmas sweater mm-hmm. until you look at it closely and notice that it's all a bunch, uh, like there's some snowflakes but they, and there's reindeer on it, but they're all in various Kama Sutra positions because that's okay to put on a label. But it's doggy style and missionary position. Reindeer style, 69, reindeer style. <laughs> and title. Reindeer style. All right, I mean, so. come on. Why? 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 
I, I will, I will, you like, look here, I'm going to be that, the guy, the white guy sitting behind the desk. This is the dumbest idea that I've seen in the Charlotte market in years. Change my mind. How is this not a dumb idea? <sighs> Why is this okay? I'll give you that. anything. I mean, I got dead silence on the first one. You got like, is there any reason? Is there any redeeming? I, ha- I have no rebuttal to give you. I, I have no devil's avocado to play against this argument. But it worked because you're damn right it worked. This people thing are talking got about it. So much media, it made it onto, for better or worse, it made it on the Charlotte agenda. It made it on well, I mean, all the Charlotte. Uh, dude, it was fucking national outlets. news. It was national news. Charlotte made it on the worst beer blog. I love those guys. Yeah, or whoever yeah. they are. I, those I, individuals. Sure. Assuming there's multiple, <laughs> but but let's also talk about what actually happened with this. Oh, uh, the article versus what actually happened. So congratulations, let's go. So the the claim was that you know bad things were going to come from the ALE, which if you don't know what the ALE is, alcohol law enforcement. Yeah, it's our weird nanny state bullshit thing, and we're we've got another story about them. Perhaps in the next article, I, you can say nanny hitting. state now, whatever. Like, like there's there, this doesn't there's no point in this. I I agree with you there. I mean, but what, what's the some p- of the shit that the ALE enforces is a little fucking yeah ridiculous. yeah. I'll agree that sometimes you know they like to show you how much power they have, but <laughs> at some point, like the next like article. like why is this you know? I mean, like yes, it's animals in the natural habitat and blah 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 blah. It just doesn't. I I don't get it. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Because, under, I don't see the need because for this. when I when I think of two reindeer, I definitely think of one of them giving another one oral sex. Yeah, because that's a thing that that's we need. That's a to- natural. Like we ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it. I've never saw that on the Discovery Channel. See, like, <laughs> and like here's the, here's the quote from the owner. He says, you know, from a distance, it's supposed to look like a, a tacky Christmas sweater. Sure. Fine. And he says, and I quote, and from his quote. Then on second look, you get a smile on your face and laugh a little bit, he says, unable to contain his own laughter. He's 12, you guys. No, I've I've met Justin. Like, I know. Is he 13? No. So they put in label approval for this or for a beer called this. And they were they got approval for that. So they decided to put on uh, different labels than what they were approved for. Yes. Um, no, that's not okay. Yeah. So. Well, and I, and I was going to say, and this article points this out. Remember, we live in a state where Polygamy Porter was not allowed in this state because of the name of the beer. Yes. And that's it. For its sin, not attaining approval for its labels, Sycamore will be issued a notice of violation, which will probably arrive within a month. So it's it's going to it's cost them up to up to a thousand dollars, which they've so, already made. So so let's just call this a thousand dollars, and and they made it in spades because I even saw on our fucking Charlotte subreddit people buying cans of this. And trying to sell them. I'm like, the are you tra- fucking the serious? The trading market for this is abysmally, maddeningly white hot. This pisses me off. 
Is the beer any, and, and like even a, any good? Who cares? Who cares? It's not even about the beer. <laughs> who cares? Because people don't care about the beer that are trading for it. They just trade, don't. Well, most and, of the and, trade market doesn't care about the beer. Uh, they don't care about the liquid. So, All they care about is the value. They're trading stonks. So if you are a brewery that is going to incur a $1,000 penalty for doing something that you're not supposed to do, but it got you $50,000 in earned media and a whole yeah. shot in the arm for your sales. How, like imagine the market exposure has gone up exponentially. Oh, yeah. And, and you're <coughs> oh, and only, not to mention, they just you're got only like getting a, dinged for 1000 bucks. Which is... I'd do that every week. Yeah. I mean, 1000 bucks, especially after you just sold your location for a couple mil. I mean, I'm sure you don't care. A couple? Come on. Yeah. They are netting 6.4. Yeah. A couple. Eh. This is but, I, but this is the whole thing. The the longer this article goes on is when I start to poke holes in the whole argument. Oh, this was not supposed to be distributed. Bullshit. Oh yeah, that's why it made it into South Carolina. That's why you sought label approval for multiple states. Do not say that this was not supposed to go into distribution. This was an accident. They got pulled from Harris Teeter because people complained about reindeer fucking and sucking each other. Like the, I am this beer not, got pulled or them as an entire brewery got pulled. Uh, this beer got pulled. Okay. Still, you know, which I was to say, not all Harris Teeters cause I but was not, just in one last weekend and this can was still sitting there on a pallet. But look at look Susan, at this, you didn't complain enough. Look at this quote. This is a quote. We're in a moment in our country where the president's up for impeachment. There are school shootings. There's all this horrible stuff going on. And you know, seven and a half percent ABV beer that tastes like cookies with pixelated reindeer. That's a nice reprieve, I think. So our whole reasoning for making this beer that was allegedly not supposed to go up for distribution. I mean, you can hunt for a quote. It's a little further uh, yeah. earlier in the article, but but give me a fucking break. Like this was designed for maximum attention, and this was designed for maximum distribution, and they got it. Yeah, and they're 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 quickly downplaying any responsibility and, and like I recognize that I'm, I'm coming off as the British old man shaking his fist at all the damn kids on my lawn but like well, where does do. it stop like like if you like and I, and I know it's maybe going too far to an extreme but like to say hey look the world sucks so we thought we'd do something funny okay I mean but like where does it stop hanging uh, <laughs> hanging Frank or whatever it was I mean like hanging Frank hanging That's, Frank I mean yep. you know, like like some of these labels and some of these beers, we have to be better. I expect more out of my brewery. I wasn't going to Sycamore before. I and I am sure as hell not going anymore. Because this to me is a publicity stunt in order to drum up sales that they don't need. Oh, it's a cunning stunt. It is mm -hmm. a very cunning stunt. I don't. Uh, I, I did not expect you two to be this angry about this. I'm just like. To, but I expected him, not you. No. Nah. Here's the thing. There's got to be some. There's like just rules, etiquette. 
You know what I mean? Like, is I, there though? Because this to me says there's no rules because all we're going to get is a thousand dollar fine and a slap on the wrist. So, Hey man, guess what? We're next up. We're going to do like, yeah. you know, goatsy beer. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Why? Why can they not do that? Hey, we thought it'd be funny. You know, it's real. It's real tough. They're talking about impeachment. There's school shootings. I got cut off in traffic, so we made Imperial a Imperial Raspberry Fudge Stout. Okay, now that's going too far. <laughs> oh wow! What? Oh yeah. If anybody out there does not know what the fuck Goatsy is, oh, please just don't stay in the dark. Don't, stay in the dark. Just don't delete this episode. Just, pretend we never talked about it and move on. The with thing your is, life. like, sorry, Joshua's mom. To compete fairly in the market, like I really think that breweries should be judged on their abilities. They need to be held accountable. Okay, so before we move on, yeah, I do have one legit question. Sure. How mm. did that not have to get approved? Well, and and here's my <laughs> it got approved. Here's my they switched. The a, no, 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 no. Here's my idiocy, I guess, in all this. Mm-hmm. If it's only going to be distrib- distributed within here, South Carolina, okay. does it not have to get government approval too? It that has to come first, okay, and then it has to go through the states, states. okay. Which I know they switch the labels, fine, yeah, whatever. but they switch the labels, which is I just wasn't sure how that all worked. Like, if I make a beer, and even let's say that I open a brewery in this room tomorrow, and I'm going to start canning shit, okay. Do I have to get government approval first, then state, if I never yes. leave this room? Like you come if, if to you my are, house, if you are making, if you're selling it like on a tax code. If you're okay. making beer, you're going to have to pay the feds, but they want to make sure that you're doing things on the up and up. Okay, I was just curious. And, you and, know, we like we t- I'm not going to come out with a beer called Buttfucker Stout tomorrow. No. Although, although in reading this article, I damn well could and say, oh, I had no idea. Sorry. I thought this was my Mandarina uh, I'm, I'm gonna, Jones Melon IPA. I'm going to pay $1,000 and I'm going to get $50,000 in free advertising. My so bad. I'm going to come up with buttfuckers too. Watch me. I, I guess my next question would be, if the feds got word of this, could they come down even more like harshly? Or if State ALE read this article, which... They so, were mentioned ridiculously throughout. I would like to think that they're like, oh, cool. You plan on doing the bare minimum, slapping like some cellophane <clears throat> on the outside of this and sending them home with people, which was their answer to things. If I was ALE, if I was, and I'm not because you have a but, but if I, <laughs> but if I was ALE, it'd be like, hey, look, I see you still have some of the stuff in your inventory. Rebrand it. Like, like go through the proper process and get them put on your original label and take these labels off because them just slapping and they slapped a a sticker basically they they slapped a sticker on the offending label that that's not going to deter anything that's nothing man that is nothing this is sycamore learned there was no consequence for them there is no consequence there you know and it's just it's so it's so aggravating, especially when you see the way ALE when they decide they want to flex, they flex hard. They they fucked with a guy that was mopping the floors with a, a pint of beer in Asheville past closing time. Nobody else in there, and they're like, 
he's working on the clock and drinking beer. That was, we talked about this on the show. That's what ALE will come down on some royal bullshit. But this time, I think Sycamore's walking clear clean. Yeah. And so, you know, like there's the part of me that vindictively kind of holds out hope that it's a trap. That they're <laughs> they're trying to make them feel comfortable. Lure, it's a trap. Lure it, you into a false complacency. False sense of security. And then they're going to come out with like, you know, Cupid's, you know, doing the same thing for <laughs> Valentine's Day. And Ailey's like, ah, ha, ha, ah, ha, 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 one million dollars. And that'll get somebody's attention. I just, I just don't think that's going to happen. But hey, let's talk about the Ailey a little more because, you know, like, it seems like we get into these, like, <clears throat> we don't talk about politics until there's like a ton of politics to talk about. It just yeah. seems like it goes in spells like that. But yeah, um, we, we had another thing pop up this week. Josh, you want to talk about it? Yeah. So basically, long story short, we have this, uh, U.S. Olympic Training Center here called the Whitewater Center. Uh, that's where all the Olympian Olympians go to train. If you want to, tr- if you want to practice kayaking, it's and, a good place to go. Yeah, and, and get a brain-eating amoeba. Yeah, and yeah, wait, sorry, they fixed that. My bad. My bad. I'm sorry. That's, but, that's, yeah. but you can go kayaking. They got, got fined like a thousand dollars. You can go zip lining. You can mountain bike. You can do all this fun shit. And just like everywhere, they have like a run club type of a thing, and they have you know different events that. Or sponsored, which, by the way, this is a U.S. national center. So, yes. like I said, this is Again, kind of a big deal. It's where the Olympians go to practice. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Uh, but basically, the ALE threatened to take the the Whitewater Center CEO to jail because of what he deemed to be an illegal run club that was being ran there in conjunction with Noda Brewing. Right. And it, it all gets into some very very particular rules and laws and regulations. And, you know, effectively they were partnering with Noda. There was agreements, there was contracts, actually uh, whitewater center contracts with like six or seven different breweries. Yep. And they do a lot of these things, but for whatever not, reason, not anymore. I promise yeah, I mean, you that. Yeah. For whatever reason, this one particular agent, um, he got upset about the, or he, he happened to notice uh, well, he well, got tipped so, off so anonymously. I, if you're even slightly curious about this, it's a somewhat interesting read. If you hit the link on our website, craftbeercast.com, uh, very early up in the uh, in the article, it, there's a there's a link somewhere. Maybe not early. I don't know. There's a link somewhere that goes to the actual report, which is like. <laughs> so so. If you if you have anybody in your life that's in law enforcement, you know there's a, there's like that very particular way that police officers speak. Like you see it on like live PD or or whatever cops whatever you want to show. Right. There's like a very specific dialogue that they use to be very specific. You know, and, and so this report, I was reading it today and I was chuckling because you know like they're very like they'll never call it beer; it's a malt beverage. But he does call hops hops. Right. Which I'm like, why can't you use like a fancy name for that? You know, yeah. but, but it's, you know, it's, it's this, I too am disappointed. Yeah. It's, it's this whole, like, uh, you know, kind of, I don't want to say shakedown. That sounds terrible, but mm, you know, like there was, there, there's a, apparently there's a rule out there about how you're allowed to do sponsorships and Noda on un, probably unbeknownst to them 
entered into an agreement that apparently other breweries have with the Whitewater Center. Yep. And it was not necessarily completely kosher by the ALE rules and regulations. And, you know, it became kind of a big deal. And, you know, I was watching, I was, I was watching, I was reading through this and reading through the whole report. And like, I felt bad, right? Cause you know, like there, they went and they met with Susie at Noda and I'm just like, I can, I can see her like just grimacing through all of this. Well, and not only that, but to, to talk about how fucked up this whole situation is, we just talked about one brewery only having to pay a thousand dollars. The Whitewater Center got slapped with a $3,000 fine for doing this, which is still nothing, but it's still ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, arbitrary. I think is what you want to say. Well, maybe that. But look. All right, go. I hate to be the party police here, but there cannot be any ties between the three uh, tiers of alcohol distribution. Like that's so. What's the what? What tiers are getting broken here? Yeah. Uh, relationship between a, a producer and a, a retailer, even though. There's not a distributor here. Exactly. Because Noda doesn't use a distributor? That's they, correct. Okay, so in Charlotte, they don't use a distributor. Mm-hmm. So why would they need a distributor to then talk to Whitewater Center about doing a sponsorship? Oh, well, they didn't use a distributor. They didn't talk to uh, whoever. They, they went in and said, this is our sponsorship agreement, and we're going to sponsor this event, and... The laws are pretty fucking clear in terms of this is how much you can give to a retailer every single year gotcha. in, in terms of goods or services provided or you, merch you, or whatnot. So how far over were they? Do you know? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. That's fine. I was just I'm just more curious. For myself. That I don't know. So. I'm definitely not law enforcement or ALE. But it is. He keeps saying that he's not. Right. It's kind of hey, like, hey, I'm look, not a cop. I'm hey, not man, a yeah. cop. I'm look, not a look, cop. Look, if you're ALE, you need to tell us. I'm also not a cop. I mean, what do you, what do you need for me to do in this room? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it is somewhat interesting to kind of read like the, the account of like, how they, you know, they started at Noda and they talked to Susie and then they went to the Whitewater Center. Right. And then as they left, they called and had to leave a voicemail and, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, like all of this kind of stuff, right? And yeah, that that was kind of what fascinated me about all this is like, this felt like Dragnet a little bit almost. Well, they even said it said like Dragnet. So yeah. I really wish I had read the... F- and if you want to visit our website, you can uh, see the links to this article and there, inside this article, is a, fu- a link to the full seven-page investigative report, yeah. which I just hadn't had time to read because yeah, I'm not. I, I saw this to- and I was like, I can't. I, you, sometimes I come in kind of underprepared you for do. some of our, of our articles. But this one time, like, oh, but I it's like, no, no, no. Oh, hell no. I'm making time for this. I'm pushing out my meeting 15 minutes. Like, we're going to be fine. It'll be good. Your we'll meeting? Still- oh, yeah, I did that. I'm like, sorry, guys, I'm running a little late. I'm going to push it out for two minutes. So do we want to talk about the elevator later thing? I'll, I'll get there in a second. So it, it is uh, it is definitely uh, interesting to, to kind of read this. Um, maybe not for everybody, but to see like the full report and, and kind of like the, I, I think the, the thing that Josh kind of grazed on initially, um, there's this point in this person's day 
where they go to the Whitewater Center and they look, they say, hey, look, we need to talk about this. And somebody's like, hey, that ain't me. That's marketing. And they go talk to marketing. Marketing's like, oh, well, you ought to talk to the CEO. And they go talk to the CEO. The CEO's like, yeah, this doesn't seem like this is on the up and up. I'm not giving you anything. And the ALE agent's response is, you can give me what I want or we're going to jail. And the, the Whitewater Center CEO's like, uh, nah, brah. Why would you, how could you even do that? And the guy's like, well, based on, you know, section 2B7G-396, article 17. Niner. I totally can. Yeah. He it's flexed like, in the weirdest fucking yeah, way. Weird flex, but okay. And the guy's like, all right, well, here you go. This seems like one of those lines that I promise you that agent practices in the mirror oh, yeah. every night. Well, when you know you're going in to bust somebody for something, you probably warm up on these are all of my things. And then if they go this way, I'm totally going to say that. Sure. But ugh. the thing just read creepy. Yeah, it does. And it, you know, I, I, I feel to, to some degree, I kind of feel bad for this individual, but I really don't. Um, at least not in this story. I feel bad for Susie Ford because, you know, she, it, it totally comes across in the, and maybe I'm just reading into it. Cause I, I, kind of know Susie a little bit, but you know, it comes across in the, in the report, like she didn't realize there was anything necessarily wrong and immediately like just said, Hey, look, here, here's all of our stuff. Let me give you everything. I'm sorry. Which is a great way to go about doing business. I guess if, if you feel like you're not. Yes. The t- I, I guess my point is to me, Susie doesn't seem like the bad guy in all this. Noda doesn't feel like the bad guy in any of this. But it also makes me wonder, like, what happens to the special cans, uh, the special whitewater cans of GM Session? Probably goes away. Uh Uh-huh. That is honestly something that had not crossed my, yep, those are gone. Yep. Any sort of... And it just sucks, because it was probably a really good relationship for Noda, for Foothills, for Bells, for so many of these other breweries. And now it's like, well, shit, what do we do now? Guess we bring Adams in and sell ABM Biv. This is the darkest timeline. It's not terrible. Damn it, Jeff. It's not great. Like I, I had a little bit of fire in my belly going to the next story, and instead I'm just like dejected and shit. Yeah. So I'm sorry about this one. The one that did crack me up though. So so again, when you go to one of the links within the article, uh, we'll send you to the Charlotte Ledger, and uh, there are there are two. Uh, PDFs you can download as part of this. And one of them uh, talks about unknown brewing and the elevator lady. And so let's kind of roll back for a half second to the Sycamore move of we got label approval and we changed the labels. Mm -hmm. So apparently unknown pulled the same bullshit. Well, no, they didn't. They sought label approval for it and they were denied. And And then they just did did it anyway. anyway. All right. So one was intentional hoping that nobody would catch it. The other was we didn't get our way. We're going to do it anyway. One is my kid doing what they know they shouldn't do. Hoping I don't catch them. The other one is me telling my kid, no, and them deciding to go anyway. What's the, what's that punishment scale as a father? Cause I mean, I have a dog, <sighs> you know, um, I, I find that they're all individually independent. Sure. It depends on the severity of it. Now, you know, in this case, we're talking both about labels. Um, 
They tried to get away with the reindeer label. I'm upset. They're grounded. Um, I told them no, and they defied me. There's some serious consequences right there. And nope. so what happened with unknown? But there, but there aren't. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you know, so, so again, a, a very interesting read, you know, uh, especially if you're familiar with any of the, the people involved here. Um, but, but so unknown had a beer called the elevator lady, uh, in Charlotte. And I don't know what your local, um, codes call for, but in Charlotte, in all of our elevators in office buildings, there is a, like a, like a, like now we call it a plaque, but you know, it's, no, it's a plaque. It's, it's like a permit, like a posted permit that has, um, an individual, and their name and, and their picture on it. And it's it's Sheree, right? Did you say did I say that right? Sheree? Sheree Berry. Sheree every, Berry. Every, the funny thing is, everybody thinks it's pronounced Sherry Berry. Because that would make sense. But it's not. Right. Which would also make sense. So Unknown, in their, I mean, for unknown reasons, decided that they wanted to make a Cherry Berry beer. And they wanted to call it the Elevator Lady. And they sought approval and they got approval. And then they decided they wanted to update the label to include a mock-up of this permit that gets posted everywhere. And so it has a, a drawing of, you know, a, a lady who looks a lot like Sheree Berry. And damn it, if that permit or if that uh, label doesn't look exactly like a permit you might see in your elevator. Exactly. And so they resubmitted and got denied. Yeah. But they went ahead and printed the labels anyway. And so it just so happens, like, so it's it's this really interesting, like, oh, it's, it's, it's like, but, but to make matters better, she was on site to pour beer at Unknown's Tap Room. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, like, there's... Jeff can't even this anymore. Was, this was such a big thing. Unknown got denied the ability for this label. But fucking did it anyway. Got her in here. There's pictures of it. There it was a whole thing. And the whole time, like, just now finding out, buried, buried at the bottom of this article about uh, the Whitewater Center was like, oh my god, unknown's gonna face like a thousand dollars worth of fines for this. Two thousand. They, they agreed to pay two thousand dollars. Oh, well, still, but, but like, I mean, you so, have so, the elevator lady coming into your brewery. That's worth more than two thousand. Oh, they made they made more than two thousand dollars. I guarantee you. But again, the actual like, the actual write up, the actual report from the ALE is is such a like it's such a train wreck, right? Like. He talks about going in and he notices this beer that like, like again, to me, it just feels like somebody. And again, I get it. It's his job, but he's out there looking for problems. And so he shows up on site and he sees this beer. And it's like a, a cop driving around looking for problems. That's right. kind of what they do. But, but like he walks in and he's like, hmm, this looks like an interesting beer. And he starts looking it up and sees, oh, well, you don't have approval for this. I mean, I just look. So, so he starts there and he starts going after them and saying, you cannot sell this beer. It is not approved. Okay. So they say they won't. Then he's walking around and uh, finds this big stack of the Cherie Berry, Cherry Berry, whatever you want to call it. The elevator lady cans with the unapproved label, looks that up and says, oh, y'all can't sell this. 
And they're like, oh, no. Why, why does it say that it only goes to one person? Oh, yeah, because this one distributing house is going to get it. Whoops. Whoops. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't quite work. And then, like, and, and, and then like but it does me, work. I mean, they're only yeah. going to. Sure. Whatever. The, the kind of dick move in all of this is he, he just starts, like, kind of snooping around. I don't want to say snooping around, but he's walking around the offices and finds there's a bottle, like a half-empty bottle of absinthe and confiscates it. You can't have liquor in uh, the facility that only has a permit for malt beverages. Because reasons. Because it's, it's an arbitrary law. Well, you don't have a permit for it. You have a so so to me, there's a common sense application of a law. If they are trying to produce and sell spirits, I totally get it. You got a half empty bottle of some liquor sitting on your desk. I don't know that that's really, you know, like worth getting upset about. But the rule has to be the rule, right? I mean, there isn't like, well, you can have X amount. The funny thing is, if, if like, this having, is what happens when you're <clears throat> nanny state. But look, this thing got statewide. I mean, I'm going through just looking for elevator lady beer on Google while Jeff's talking. This thing got massive media attention. Yeah. And they're getting popped for $2,000. Again, no consequence. Yep. It's, it's just this. Does it fit the crime? Potentially, you know, but... There's it, just like AB InBev, when they get busted for pay to play, mm-hmm. the money that they make is far, way more yeah, far than any fine that penalty. they receive. Yeah. And until some of these, like, I, don't get me Bo- wrong. Boston distributors, like that big scandal going on, would you rather lose your license for 30 days or pay $2 million? They're like, God, let's sign that $2 million check. Yeah. Yeah. It is a it is a real shame, and and I have no interest in running a brewery out of business, unless they keep pulling this crap. And so again, like I said, maybe you know, like with with, with Sigmar, maybe it's a trap. It's a trap. But I hate what's the point? sounding like such a just piece old of man, shit about the like old man shaking your fist on the lawn. It's exactly. Okay. But join me. But. I really think that breweries should be able to succeed and fail on their own merits so, so under under the same even playing field yeah. that, like, look, if the law sucks, fucking work to change the law. Yeah. Randy Marsh in South Park did it. He changed the law. I got cocaine legalized. It's perfect. Hey, don't fucking ruin South Park for me yet. I'm like eight episodes behind on the season. Oh, man. Spoiler alert. It's going to happen in 30 seconds, and you're going to go like, what? Integrity. So I got integrity. You've got nothing. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, like the pay-to-play thing notwithstanding, I'm going to put that aside for a second. This whole like label approval and skirting thing. But this is pay-to-play. It's we're going to pay to not play by the rules. Okay. All right. So so by that definition, then everybody should be – so again, like how do you how do you discipline your children equally? And I don't know if it becomes a percentage thing or what it is, but there is no disincentive for them to push the barriers. And you cannot for one second tell me that there was no other choice for the sycamore beer, for this unknown beer. They both did it because their egos would not let them put it aside. Because it's too damn funny and I laugh about it and I'm gonna get popped. Whenever, like, I'm going to go into a room and everybody's going to be like, oh, that was so great. Yeah, woo, way to go. It's dumb. 
you, quick, quick. you walk into a room full of people clapping for you and and you sign that two thousand dollar penalty and that's it. Yeah. We are just an angry, angry show this episode. Look, I don't think I'm angry, I'm just disappointed. I'm not I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Just, just disappointed. Man, are you sure you don't have kids? Cause it sounded more and more like he got kids. Are you aware of any kids you may not have? We'll be back in 30. Time for buy and buy. I'll explain how it works. Pretty simple. We've been drinking beer throughout the show, and we are going to give it a very simple rating: a buy or a no buy, a one or a zero. It's very binary, and there's no stars, there's no half stars, there's no bullshit. So, Jeff, first beer up. Your face is binary. Your mom's binary. <laughs> That's why she didn't move around much. Woo! Show two, baby. My mom's been dead for five years. So, uh, up first... From basketball. Also Seinfeld. Okay, cool. Uh, Up first, back on track, please. Uh, Up first, uh, Triple C's beer. So, it's a German-style Pilsner uh, that they recently released. Um, And I was like, you know, you guys like to bring Pilsners on the show. I'll bring a Pilsner on the show. Uh, Although, I can't say Pilsner without feeling like the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So, like, it's to the point, like, even my kids make fun of me. You're not a Pilsner. Yeah. Even the kids make fun of me. They're like, oh, Dad, is that, like, any any given beer, like, Dad, is that a Pilsner? Pilsner. And you got to say they're a Pilsner? Pilsner. I'm like, ugh, I hate you all. Yeah, if Chris was here, he would... Correct you. Oh, I don't care about. If Chris. Chris was here, he'd be pissed that he couldn't get Fudo Buddha. Next, hello. <laughs> Still block me on Twitter. Of course, they haven't tweeted in like three years, so I'm sure that was a lost cause. Five and a half percent German style Pilsner. Uh, this is a you know decent solid Pilsner. Um, unfortunately, when I can go like a mile and a half, two miles down the road and get Old Mex Captain Jack, it kind of doesn't have a chance. Uh, but it is good. I did buy it. Um, if I buy it again, yeah, I mean, like if I'm at the brewery and I'm just like, like it, to me, it'd be a good, like palate change in the middle of the flight. I, I, I like, again, odds are I'm not buying this at a store because they're probably going to have captain Jack. So like, it's kind of unfair, but, uh, it's, it's a good beer. It's a good beer. Uh, Wells, this shit slaps a little differently at the brewery when I'm drinking it. Like pint at a time but in one of those big ass glass jugs they have hell yeah um no it's just fine out of the can it's a it's a solid beer it's it's a i mean it's just a basic pilsner it's got a nice crisp finish to it it's not going to be my ad tap that so you can put your little whatever away but (laughs) but i'm still gonna buy this it's it's nice and I've done a four pack of this already and who knows, maybe I'll do another one. Josh. I mean, Jeff already said it, but I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to buy this because if I'm at triple C, I'm there for other reasons, not this beer, plain and simple. That's fair. And I would drive the two miles to get a captain Jack instead. This is not for me. No, bye. 
Next beer up. Oh, well, be that way. Uh, next beer up. Uh, one Josh has been raving to me about a lot as of late. Uh, Divine Barrels, basement of my brain. Um, normally, when uh, I go for a Divine Barrel, I'm going for their. Uh, you want West the West Coast, Coast yes? Yeah, like uh, I've got a couple cans of forty dollar bill sitting in my fridge. Um, big fan of that one. Uh, that being said, uh, so basement of my brain's a little hazy. I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to call it like you know a hazy IPA. You know, it's not th- a thick boy. Um, Mosaic, cashmere, sultana hops. I like this a lot. It's a real damn good beer, and I would uh, I would buy this. I like this. I understand why you've been raving so much about it. Wells, I'm similarly in the buy boat. It's in a more interesting main another one that we had on the last show. Yes. Okay. Like this is what I wanted another one to be, but I mean, on its own, it is damn fine. So I'm a buy Josh. I mean, like Jeff said, I've, I've raved about this one. Every time I see it at common market, I'm he's like, a no buy. Okay. I'm, moving I'm, on. I'm buying this bad boy. This is one of those that I, I'm assuming it's not regular and the regular rotation. It's probably a seasonal. It, and to be honest with the an, occasion, barrels, an occasional offering. Yeah, they don't. I, I don't feel like uh, at least at this point, I don't know that divine is canning like crazy. Right. So like you'll see this and then it'll go away Month, until the next time they do a run. Monthly or so. Yeah. And then like they'll churn through that stock and come out with some new stuff. But, yeah. but this is one that when I see it, I will buy it. Instantly, so big, huge buy for me. And if you have not listened to the song that gives this uh, beer its name, you should. The National. Okay. Good shit. All right. Man, the National, and like, I again, feel like the old hipster guy here, oh, anti-hipster guy here. Like, the National is one of those things that, like, I hear, like, you know, you and a bunch of other folks be like, oh, yeah, the, the National. And I'm like, I try to listen to him. I can't get it. Like, I, I don't get it. I mean, it's okay. So Divine Barrels, like, references half their stuff come from fish, fish stuff, yeah. or the national is it really okay yeah is is the national like a jam band is that like no just completely different no like again i i don't i don't know what i'm talking about i just know that i i like tried to listen to like one or two songs i'm just like i don't i don't understand we'll work this. on something off mic i got okay. i've got some for you give me give me would you make me a mixtape wells oh Oh, well, the only reason I ask is self was supposed to do it like three years ago and never did it. So what does self dip? do anything? Well, I mean, I mean, I next beer up. How next beer up. Uh, new Orthodox. Or, no, I'm sorry. Uh, no, shit. This is old nations. Boss old speed. nation. Thank you. Because there, there it is. Old nation. Part of their new Orthodox IPA series. The boss tweed double IPA. Um, sorry. I what? I'm not talking to you, phone. Yep, it can't help me with this either. Um, Magnum, Simcoe, Citra, Mosaic, with a dry hop of Simcoe, Citra, Mosaic, Azaka. Everything in that says that I should like this beer, and yet I don't. It just doesn't. It's it's a sneaky 9.3%, but I just, um, I don't I don't care for it. No really? Bad. Yeah, no bad. Honestly, that kind of brings that changes things a bit for me. Um, I did not get a nine point three. Okay, didn't change things that much. I think it's <laughs> look. It is one hell of a sneaky nine point three, but I don't know. It's it's really good. I'll buy it, Josh. He's thinking. He's not sure. 
I'm not thinking. I, I told you we didn't have to do this beer because it's not all that great. I mean, it's okay. I don't. I guess that's all we can say about it. I'm whelmed. It's okay. It's not the greatest thing since sliced bread. I yeah. don't know that I would. I mean, I've bought it twice. I bought the second one for us specifically. Yeah, and I still don't know that I could buy it. So I'm just gonna say no buy. That's fair. That's fair. All right, yep. so uh, next beer up um, is from uh, uh, Wells's Adventures to the Other Half. Um, what, where are you milking? Wells's Adventures to the uh, Patio Outside Salute, where 150 cases of the other half came and went in like an hour. My, my bad, my bad. Got my Whoa. stories conflated. Um, at any rate, this is a... Uh, so, so I looked at this, and when Wells sent the text, I, I looked at this, and I was trying to figure out how to pronounce it, because it's spelled like P-I-N-T, like a pint, and then X-O-S. And I couldn't quite figure it out. And then, uh, so we, we, before we started recording, I looked it up, and it, you pronounce it pinchos. And apparently a pincho is something that is pulling from kind of the Basque region of Spain and some of the dialect there. And it basically means like food on a, a skewer. Which makes sense now that I'm looking at the label because it looks like it's an olive with food. like some kind of like vegetable and maybe a meat of some form. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a collaboration between Other Half and Basque Land. Oh. So it all comes full circle. It makes total sense. Uh, this is an Imperial IPA. Uh, it is a hazy Imperial IPA. And man, I really like the hops in this. Now, I will say I get a little burn at the end, but I like it. I would buy this. Wells? I get more burn from the Boss Tweed than I did this. However, I think my Boss Tweed was towards the end of that can. So there's probably a little bit of... <laughs> oh, oh, no, sir. Oh, never mind. It is not even close. Okay, fine. Well, look, this was why I waited for an hour and a half in the cold for an other half drop at Salute. So, uh, super tasty beer. I, I brought this in because I like you guys. So, Merry Early Christmas. Oh, we tolerate this, you too. This is the actual Merry Christmas. Oh, my goodness. You sure so, it isn't that other one that's in the, in the keyser? Oh, it's definitely the other one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's like after whatever happy so anyway it's a good beer other half makes some fantastic hazies i I just don't have anything bad to say about them so when wells brings a beer on the show he has one question is it a banger look if i've been you guys need to watch more parks and rec i hate you both I have been I'm, watching Parks and Rec. I just don't watch understand it a gajillion that. times. It's just the office is more of my like. I hear it. Yeah, too cringy. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to watch. No, but hard. still, like you I, watch, so you will watch the office. Yes, and all the blatant sexual harassment that goes on there. Yes, but Blazing Saddles is too far out for you. It is. So again, I think it says more about Josh than it does about the media. I don't know. How are you about Watchmen? <clears throat> <laughs> He's angry. He's very angry. Uh, What is in this beer that I'm getting a mint almost taste? It's got to be one of the hops. It doesn't say here on the can. I I mean, there's nothing in there that's not supposed to. Well, I know there's no mint in there, but we know that like Simcoe's uh, cat piss. And so there's got to be one of these hops that's giving me this weird almost minty flavor. 
which is kind of turning me off to this. Okay. Um, I, I all right. So it says. So here's the description. The Gilda is the most iconic of Basque pinchos with just pickled gandia chilies, anchovies, and green olives. After eating many of these with the Basque crew, we concocted this Imperial APA with an iconic crew of hops. Galaxy, Mosaic, and Strata. So, nah. So, Yon Crick. All right. Well, I'm, I'm getting this weird minty taste from it. Hey, look. He can. I mean, it's his mouth. He can taste whatever the fuck he wants. I just cannot get over it. Right. So, I, sadly, I, I'm assuming this is good, but this mint thing, I can't get over it. So, I have to know by it. I feel bad. Don't. Final beer up. Maybe it had cilantro in it. Do you taste soap? Are we having a stroke? I might be. I I feel like that's one of those things where like um, much like developing a sudden like uh, gluten allergy or lactose intolerance, having the uh, soap gene for cilantro, I feel like would be a bad deal for me. Uh, I've had it my entire life and I never understood why I thought cilantro was bad until somebody explained to me why it Tasted that way. And I, I, like, I feel bad for you, son. We put an asterisk by his like ratings yes. and everything. Like cilantro, it <laughs> anti cilantro. Think cilantro tastes like soap. It does. It's the devil's soap. It's disgusting. <sighs> it's so good. Final beer up. Final beer up. Um, other half and burial got together and did the third variant, or actually the, the third rendition of Velvet Magnum. Um. On the bottle, it says Coconut Chocolate Pie Imperial Stout. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. Coconut Chocolate Pie Imperial Stout. Mm -hmm. Brewed with? With coconut, coconut milk, cacao nibs, heavy cream, and milk sugar. Hot damn. Pastry stout, boys. This is a pastry stout, but it is delicious. I just want to freeze this and put it in popsicles. Popsicles for butt chugging is not endorsed. So Jeff, are you buying this? Oh, totally. Oh, no, this is fantastic. Um, this is, it is everything it says it is. It's chocolatey. There's The coconut is right there. I mean, it is. And the every, magnum. I don't know about that, but I mean, this is delicious. This is amazing. This is real damn good. Big, big buy on that one. Wells doesn't like it though. What do you want to do, Josh? Yeah. Oh yeah. I totally hate this. I will never buy another stout collab between Burial and Other Half ever, ever again. That's sarcasm. Huge buy, Josh. I mean, it's fifteen and a half percent, and it drinks. And it drinks Wait, like so, it drinks yeah. like nine, uh, maybe ten. I'd say eleven, but okay. 15.5%. It does not drink like 15.5%. How did I buy this in North Carolina? Uh, skirting the law. Skirting the law. Does, dun, does dun, the dun. ALE guy know? Skirting the law. Skirting the law. Josh, what do you think? Um, it does kind of drink like a 15% because I've got the chest warming feel. And you're a pussy. I'm just saying. I'm pussy. just being honest. Pussy. There's a pussy. chest warming. It's still good. <laughs> It's still delicious. I think you're both crazy to think this doesn't drink like 15 because it does. It doesn't. Mm, yeah, whatever. My my Baptist drinks hotter than this. You think? Oh, I, 
Right. If you still have He's the like, same Baptist keg, I, I can. Well, yeah, I guess that's true because he does sit on them for like two years. I just, I, I'm having like, I really didn't want to buy this last bag because I'm kind of over it, and I'm just, I'm having a hard time with this last keg. <sighs> How old is this last keg? Uh, I got it October of 2018, okay. so it's a year and two, <laughs> three months. I would say, dear listener, in case you don't know. Jeff's habit is to buy like a keg of Big Bad and then sits on it for like a year and a fucking half or two years. You like know, you do. I I just don't like like one does. You monster. Jesus. You know, I tried, uh, Josh, um, sharing my Baptist with you on your birthday, but then you quit having birthday parties because you can't handle it. So well, I can handle it. I just don't like the outcome of it. He can handle it. He just can't handle that. He can't handle that much of it. That that. Uh, this is fucking delicious. It's big. It's. I know you guys don't think it is, but it is boozy. It is. It's not not boozy. It's fucking delicious, though. Holy shit. Uh, I mean, it's, but it's, thank you, coconut and coconut and, and it's like alcohol, vanilla, and the fact that bitter chocolate in this, like, they say coconut and it has coconut. Yes. I mean, you're going to, how many beers have we had that claim they're coconut and there is no, of course, to be fair, it does say coconut chocolate pie, imperial stout. With coconut and coconut milk. Like, if you can't deliver coconut flavor with all that coconut ingredient, yeah, maybe then, quit making beer. Yeah. Yeah. It's time for I Tap That. Pretty simple. Out of all the beers that we had on the show, what is the one beer we would put on our kegerator? I'm pretty sure I know we're all going to go, but yeah, maybe um, I'm crazy. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, yeah. Velvet Magnum for me. Um, Same. It is, it is velvety. It is delicious. It is coconutty. Damn good. Damn, damn, damn good. And How the can sad part you make is like something that's this strong and this sharp, but also this prickly and velvety but this and velvety smooth. and smooth. Like it's all these things at the same time. There's a a roller coaster for my. It's a roller coaster of emotions. It's a glass case of emotions. Josh, what are you tapping? It's it's got to be the fucking velvet magnum. I mean, yeah. holy shit. I did not expect this. And this is one I'm, of those. I'm glad y'all didn't. It's, hate it's it one of those moments where, like, it was I'm, cold. I'm like, I'm like super happy that we had it on the show, and I'm grateful to Wells, very thankful to Wells for yes. bringing bringing the stuff that he brings on the show, and at the same time, like a little bit sad that like, you don't. I'll never have this again. Yet. I'll never have this again. I have two more bottles. Yeah, but but you're gonna drink those two bottles. So, Maybe. well, I mean, probably yeah. soon. Yeah, exactly. Because that coconut's not going to get any better. If you have your hands on this, drink it now. Drink the hell out of it. Age it at your peril. Yeah, like I just feel like that's going to be a diabetic mess in like six months. Yeah, (sighs) it's fine right now though. Oh, it's so good right now. It is perfect. Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at, man? Uh, Come find us on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. Check out our Facebook.com slash craftbeercast. We got a Patreon.com slash craftbeercast. We also Reddit. Reddit.com slash craft slash r slash craft beer cast we have a discord if you're interested in participating with discord slide into uh josh's dms at cbcast. um here's the thing uh we've got like maybe one or two people that have joined thus far um okay two people right so uh there's not a whole lot of activity 
But uh, for Josh and I, we sit in front of a computer all day long. So during work hours, if you happen to say something or ask a question, odds are you're going to get a response. Uh, if you're Chuck, you're probably getting ridiculed. But I mean, that's... I mean, Jeff even welcomed the recording bot. I know. I'm just like, hey, it's... What the hell is this? It's a recording bot. But he welcomed it. What's your, that's how friendly he is. His one job is to serve butter. <laughs> Did you hear about that truck that made that like halfway yes. across the country autonomous trip and its only job was to deliver butter? Yep. No way. Yep. Yes. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes. And then the memes. You uh, son of a bitch. That was so Ahmed. good. That was so good. Uh, meanwhile, yeah, Josh, uh, uh, again, if you want to be part of the Discord, um, it is a, a, an easier way to get a hold of some of us. If you just want to talk about beer, we're, we're there, especially during work hours, which sounds terrible when I say it out loud, but eh, it is what it is. It is what it is. I just don't look at my phone that much after work hours because yep. family time. So uh, hit us up at CBCast if you want the link and the invite. We're toying around with some idea for like Patreon if you're a Patreon supporter, maybe we'll do like a live show or a call-in show. I don't know. We're, we're kind of still screwing around with this, so who knows? Maybe nothing will happen with it, but we'll see. But uh, meanwhile, uh, Wells, where can they find you on the interwebs? Oh, on the interwebs. I was about to say in person, not at all. On the interwebs. He's uh, at all the Wells. Ah, fuck it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not always very responsive, so. He's never responsive. Yeah, you mean when like I text him and I get ghosted? What? Yeah, I text you. <laughs> anyway, Josh, where can I find you besides annoying? Ah, you're funny. You can follow me on Twitter at JoshTBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Tell a friend. I think we've hit everything else. So we will talk to you guys next Thursday.